I'm John Graft, and I love Chicago real estate. Between showings, I stop in my favorite places, talk with local business owners, and bring their story to you. This is my Chicago. So that's the biggest mixer I've ever seen. Really? Yes. People come in and they're like, is it a prop? And I'm like, no, it's... I thought it was when I walked in. functioning, really? Absolutely. I thought it just like, moved the place. There's like literally zero room for props or anything in here. It's We're so tight as it is, like trying to fit this operation in here. We didn't think that we were going to be doing the tavern style, which requires more equipment. So Why does it require more equipment? Um, well, you need the mixer, you need the sheeter. Before we were hand mixing the Sicilian and okay. it wasn't sheeted, it was just panned by hand. So it was just a lot less like large equipment. Um, so yeah, we, we expected this originally to be a dining room and then obviously everything happened. We switched gears and um, yeah, we've just kind of made it work with everything that we got. Is it the fact that you, you need it mixed more, that you need the mixer and you don't with the Sicilian? Or what is it about the pizza? It's that... just a lot bigger batches. Okay. Um, we were actually doing the Sicilian with the mixer as well because we kind of had like a two-week period where we were making the transition. So we were getting everything um, that we needed here. And it's just a lot larger batches. So it's really hard to do by hand. Yeah. I think you guys have one of the most interesting stories because we heard about it way back, I don't know, five, three years ago, four years ago? Yeah, we, we started in 2018 with, okay. with Eat Free Pizza. And yeah. we found you guys at Mars, thought the pizza was great. And then we're looking at the story, you're like just giving away pizza out of your apartment. Yeah, yeah so we started, um, we started Eat Free Pizza. Well, we started making pizzas a while ago, probably like 2012 or so, I would say. Just um, for fun? Yeah, well, we always wanted to like open our own place or open a bar that served pizza. Um, so we started started just testing out different types of pizza and what we wanted to make and everything. And uh, it got pretty serious around 2018. And it just kind of got to the point where we were just like eating pizza all the time. And we're like, okay, we can't keep up with the amounts that we're making all the time. And if we really want to practice, we really got to get into it. Um, so then we're like, let's just start an Instagram and give it away for free. And it was kind of said it as a joke in a way, you yeah. know, and then... I thought it was a joke at first. I was like, is this real? A lot of people did. Yeah. And, and we didn't think, we're like, oh, who's going to like go to someone's house to get pizza or whatever. And so it started um, with like friends and family, obviously, and then kind of like word of mouth from there just traveled. Um, and then it became like a huge thing. And we were doing it once a week. We would have like 200 people write in to try to get one. and. It was 200? crazy. Yeah. And I responded to every single message. Like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So were you giving away slices, message. pies? How did you, how did that work? So we started with what we call the OG Eat Free now because it's been a while since we've done it. But um, it's kind of like a hybrid between a Neapolitan and a New York slice. So we okay. started with those. Sounds good. Yeah. And then yeah. we did the Sicilian every night kind of as like family meal because we'd always have like friends that drop by or random people. Um, so just to make sure we had enough food, we always did the pan. Um, and then we got invited to do an event at the Hoxton Hotel when they opened. And we were like, well, the eat freestyle doesn't really work. It's kind of like hard to hold and like eat at an event. So we're like, let's do the slices. Like that'll be easy. And that's kind of how we made the transition to slices. And then when we signed on to here, it just made more sense for the space that we were working with to do the slices and continue that. So were you looking to create the business when you got the event at the Hawkson Hotel? Yeah, so I mean, we always were like in on the back burner, it was always going to be okay, we're going to open up a business. I okay. guess we just at the time didn't really know when and where. And um, when we signed on to do, do the Hawkson was actually when we had met Ed and we were like making business plans. Nothing was official yet, but we were talking to him at that time. And how'd you, how were you introduced to Ed? 
So we were introduced to Ed through Chef Juan Kim, who's the head chef over at Kimski, which is in our same like little compound here. Okay. Um, it's a Polish Korean restaurant, two doors down. And he actually came to eat free pizza and like sat down at our table and he was like, this is so cool. Like I love this vibe and everything. And he was like, Ed would love this. So he brought Ed. And of course, Ed was like freaking out. He's like, are you kidding me? This is insane. Like you guys are crazy. Uh, if you ever want to open a place, like just give me a call. And so we're like, all right. And kind of like we, we knew who he was, obviously, because of Mars Brewing and, you know, all the businesses around here. Um, so we just kept it on the back burner. And then eventually when we were like kind of being a little bit more into taking the steps to opening a place, we were like, let's just see what that Ed guy is up to. And then he came to us with this idea. So how did that move on from there? How did you, were you partners? Did he lend you money? How did that Yeah, work? so he basically was in charge of like making the space happen and everything. And we were just making the pizza. So he's like, I just want you guys to come in and make the pizza. Okay. Um, so we helped like kind of create the concept and everything. And the pizza, fried chicken, ice cream idea was all his. He, those are his three food groups and he wanted to bring those here. Um, so that was all his idea. His, his three food yeah, groups. he was like pizza, fried chicken, ice cream. Like he, he had this idea. That's what he wanted to do. Um, and and when we originally called him, he's like, I've been trying to do this project. He's like, I have the fried chicken, I have the ice cream, I don't have the pizza. You guys should do the pizza. So that's kind of how we came into it, just as the pizza people. Were you, was that were you super honored when he asked you guys to do that? Yeah, it was awesome. And and honestly, like we had had a lot of um, business opportunities and people coming to us wanting to open places and we actually had we were approached by some food halls and so we did like walkthroughs and everything of different spaces and um at the end of the day we were just like i really like this guy's vibe like he's super cool like i think this is someone that we could work with yeah like you could tell he was just creative i mean he has an amazing track record as it is with all the places that he's opened and just really good energy so we were like this is who we want to work with so that's why we decided to move forward with him so you have the ice cream from the ice cream is from pretty cool so dana does all of our ice cream um and we just buy wholesale from her and we sell it we run different specials every week i try to try to keep it interesting with bringing in like a different ice cream bar um to keep it fresh and then we keep all the staples in house at all times okay cool mm -hmm. and then juan's doing the fried chicken you mm -hmm. guys are doing the uh, pizza mm -hmm. so i i didn't know that until we came here today yeah and i feel that pizza fried chicken ice cream was your thing your yeah. brand so if you were ever going to do this somewhere else, would you just do the pizza on its own or would you try to replicate this somewhere, do you think? We've talked about both. Um, we've talked about doing pizza, fried chicken, ice cream in other places. Because you guys are at that level. I feel, yeah. I feel like you've done this here. You have so much notoriety no, for it. It's, it's, time to, it's time to bring this to the north side. <laughs> we would love to. We would yeah. love to. I think that we probably would move forward with just pizza. Okay. Um, unless Juan and Dana and everybody else wanted to join on, you know, it would it would basically be up to them. But um, either way, we're definitely going to be doing pizza everywhere we can. I saw that um, you guys are doing Chicago Cavern style pizza. But yes. I was introduced to the Sicilian style. Yes. Which was like the I told her that it was the only pizza that I felt like kind of feathery and light I, after I had it. So what, I mean, what changed to Cavern Style Pizza? So that really was another just kind of like adaptation, switch gears, we need to make this work um, sort of pandemic thing. Um, this was always gonna be a slice shop and slices, as you know, are like grab and go. We did the little pop-up window on the side, we had the patio in the back. So we had everything to sustain the slices over the summer. Um, but then we kind of decided for the fall and winter, we wanna do something that's 
a little bit more delivery friendly, a little bit more pickup friendly, something that's a better price point for people, um, something that's family friendly also. Um, and then we also, it's the pizza that all three of us grew up with. So mm -hmm. we always had r and d that, um, and it was kind of just a matter of when we were gonna bring it here. Mm -hmm. um, and it necessarily wasn't gonna be here, like we talked about possibly other locations and stuff. But um, yeah, we just switched gears because it made sense for the current conditions and everything like that. And we love tavern style. You were already getting a ton of attention for the Sicilian. And I feel like it's only picked up since the tavern style. I'm excited to try it. We haven't tried it yet. Super yeah. excited. Yeah, we'll definitely make one for you guys. What's your favorite? Um, it's hard to say because I really like them all. Like the Eat Free OG is still amazing. And we've done a couple pop-ups here and there with that style here. Um, and we'd like to bring it back, even if it is just for like a one night event or something like that. Um, I, I don't know, it's like hard to say. They're all so good and they're all so different. Yeah. Um, and they kind of like hold their own, you know? Yeah. What were you doing before this? So before this and still currently, um, I work full time as a model. So I was doing that and then kind of turned off a little bit during um, the last year or so. Um, Billy works in production, so he's a director for TV commercials and film. Okay. Um, and Brad was the GM of a restaurant. So he, out of all of us, has the most restaurant experience yeah so um yeah when everything happened like we just basically all three of us just went full in on this and had the time to do it so really it was like a blessing that you know it all kind of happened in this weird crazy time and it's amazing because like as a model model who eats pizza <laughs> chicken and ice cream i know and it's blown away. Yeah. It is weird because that is like literally my diet because that's what we have here and that's what we eat every day. Oh but God. I think being on your feet all day long also kind of like balances that out. So yeah. it works out in a way. Was everyone scared to leave their jobs and do this full time? So Billy and I technically haven't left our jobs. Okay. Um, it's just slowed down a lot. Um, and I think that for Brad, it, it was a pretty easy choice to make, like, you know, working oh. for yourself and um, you know, obviously this is like our passion. So. It's the dream. Yeah, yeah. so it, I think it was a pretty easy decision to make. Couple questions. So you guys moved here when? To Bridgeport? Yeah, the, to open up this. When did you guys open? So we, um, we signed on to do this um, like spring of 2019, building the place out, everything like that. Like we were gearing to open up like mid-April of 2020, which is uh, when everything happened. Yeah. So then we kind of had to take a step back and we were like, okay, let's kind of figure this out. What changes can we make? How can we make this safe? Um, yeah. And so we kind of switched over our entire business model and our everything that we were originally doing to make it work. And we started as a pop-up. So we were doing it like once or twice a week, just seeing how people responded to it, You know, if it was gonna be worth it, um, if we could make it safe for staff and everything. Um, and then once we kind of, figured it out. We fully opened in July and that's when we opened our patio, the pop-up window on the side and uh, just like went full on in. Gotcha. Was there any fear in opening it up? I think so a little bit because you just don't know. And, and you know, there are so many restaurants that are struggling. Like, was it all going to be worth it in the end? Like it couldn't have been a worse time to do all of this, you know, but I think that it, it all ended up paying off and I think we're all really grateful that it did. Okay. Man, um, how many pizzas are you guys just shooting out? <laughs> well, it's hard to say because honestly, right now we are limited to the amount we can do because of the oven that we have. Like we have okay. definitely like a cap on what we can produce in a night. Um, what can you do in one night? We do, let me think, 
I think we do probably about 60 to 70, 70s, like really pushing it um, in a night. So we- That's it? Yeah. Oh, wow. So we have- So you guys are totally capped. You need- Yeah. Yeah. And right now it's it sucks because, you know, we have people calling in and can we get a pizza? Can we get, you know, and so it sucks because the demand is definitely there, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, but we're limited with our equipment. So we do have a new oven on the way awesome. um, shipping from Florida. So, you know, who, who knows how long that's going to take? I think they said like two weeks or something. So hopefully we can bump those numbers up and, and you know, make it happen. I did see that the hours are only from, I should say only, Wednesday through Saturday and Sunday. Mm -hmm. Is it possible to maybe open up another day on Tuesday? We thought about it and honestly, right now, I don't know if it's just the weather and everything like that. Um, if we, um, it, right now it doesn't seem worth it to open like a Tuesday or Monday. Um, I find that with a lot of restaurants and one thing you guys need a break Everything slows exactly. down. Exactly, we need a break. <laughs> and, and, I, and I think after the weekend, people are like, you know, we ate out all weekend, most people, right? Yeah. I mean, we eat out Saturday, Sunday, almost always. Yeah. It's kind of the day to be at home. Yeah, I think it's exactly. a smart decision because you might have your business go down a little bit. And I think main, mainly you just need the time. Yeah, we do. We, I mean, we are here open to close and, you know, before open, obviously, um, prepping and everything like that. So it is nice to get those two days off. Um, and then maybe, you know, in the summer we can talk about opening up another day and having it staff run or anything like that. But yeah, right now all of our business is on the weekends. So Friday, Saturday, Sunday is, is where we make our money. So I, I'm only imagining the demand will just increase. I hope so, yeah. If, then if that's the case, I mean, this space isn't gonna keep up with that, right? No, and that's when we probably would talk about other locations. Well, I was just thinking about yeah. that. Where's the other oven going to go? So we're taking out two, well, we took out one of the fryers already. So it's basically okay. going to take the place of a fryer and it's also deeper. So okay. it still all fits under the hood, but um, yeah, it's just a bigger space. And also it bounces back faster. So that's really, what does that mean? That's really what it is. So anytime you put anything in the oven, the heat drops, right? Cause uh -huh. whatever's in the oven is Open soaking it. up all the heat. You're uh -huh. opening it up. So it loses its heat. So the main thing right now is basically like upping the BTU so that it can bounce back faster. Cause basically what the current struggle is, is the, bouncing back of the heat. So thermal genetics, or I don't know, they use- Thermal dynamics. Or, yeah, some word that know. they use that I have no idea what it means, but that's basically the problem. So the new oven would fix both of those things, more capacity and also it would bounce back faster so we don't have to worry about spacing so much. Earlier you were telling us everyone's different roles. Can you break those down for us? Yeah, so Billy uh, mainly does like all the R&D on the dough and um, kind of, creating the recipes for that. And then Brad like builds all the pizzas. When we were doing the Sicilian, both of them worked together to like create the different specials that we run and the different toppings and everything like that. And then I do most of the back end work. So I'll, I'll do pizza prep during the day. Um, and then I run front of house. I run the social media. Um, hopefully when we get back to doing events and things like that, I'll end up doing all of those things. So any sort of like website, you know, tech technology related things that fall under me. So, okay. Mm -hmm. So you mentioned that oven was coming from Florida. I have a cousin who has a restaurant in New York. He has a pizza place in New York. So he brought Chicago style pizza to New York and it actually took off because there was nothing like it there. There was That's no deep awesome. dish. Mm -hmm. And now his specialty is more of a tavern style too. Mm -hmm. And he is opening up a new location during COVID, during all this too. 
and he was telling me where all these things are coming from. And he's like, that's coming from this state and that's wow. coming from this state. Yeah, we visited him in New York and everything's coming from all over. Why is that? Why is that? Why is that coming from Florida? It just, it was what we needed and it was at a good price. And so we just jumped on it and that just so happened to be where it was. We've also looked at other products from Michigan. I think the mixer is actually from Michigan. Um, so yeah, it, it's just basically like the availability of things. and. I think that pizza is such a big selling point right now that everyone is just jumping on whatever they can get their hands on. Okay, that so, makes sense. Yeah. How do you find that? Is there a website for all these things? You got to ask our business partner. He is the ultimate like... Ask Ed? No, his brother Mike. So okay. his brother Mike's also our other partner. They're, um, they're like... They make up the community of the future, which is all of these businesses that fall under... Is that a thing? The community of the future? Yeah, so that's okay. like the general umbrella for Mars, Kimsky, Maria's, us. Um, falls under the community of the future. Um, but yeah, Mike is the ultimate like eBay, Craigslist, you know, oh like he's on all those auction websites. Like that's, that is his specialty. So he's really good at that and finding the equipment that we need. So I'm looking at that cause it doesn't look brand new. So no, I, I don't remember what year it is. Brad, do you know what year the mixer is? The mixer? Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember what year it is. The mixer? 70s? Yeah, so 1970s. Um, but the guy who had it before us kept really good care of it. He gave us like a bucket of paint to touch it up and all the, all the equipment for it. So wow. it's in really good condition. I mean, things like that, you know, yeah. they never go bad as long as yeah. you take care of them. I know that they have a double push button now and the, the last guy came out to repair it. I was like, wow, that's old because it had a switch. And Pull Bar is a brand? Yeah. And is it like an auction process? You bid on it? Yeah, I mean, Mike gets them all from auctions and, and things like that. Craigslist, eBay, yeah, he's just, he's he that guy. I think that one's from Michigan, yeah. Well, we, well, we got you here. Can we talk to you about some of the dough? Sure. You're the dough guy. I make dough, yes. And the first thing we heard when we walked in here is you're doing the R&D for it. And what does that mean? How do you figure out the dough? What does the process look like? Um, well, we kind of first figure out what we want to make. Uh, and what style, and then start to do some research on that. I think, I mean, honestly, we live in an age where anything's at your fingertips as far as information goes. So between, I mean, any sort of website you can find or YouTube or anything, you can sort of start to piece together a good base and then you start tweaking it from there and kind of figure out what you want it to do. And, uh, you know, then you adjust it based on that, you know. Is this something you always wanted to do? Uh, I don't know. I, we, me and Brad have talked about doing pizza for how long, Brad? Uh, talking about it? Like yeah, having a pizza place. Probably about uh, 10, 10 years, years almost. Yeah. 10 years. Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, I don't know, we started, started making dough at home and I don't know, it's just something I like. Were you guys just hanging out and decided to do it one day or was there, was there any catalyst that really made this happen? I think we've always talked about having a bar. Okay. And back in the day, it was like, you're going to have a bar, you got to have food. And they're like, well, what's a great food we love that we can serve at a bar? And we're like, pizza. And then eventually it just turned into like, let's just make pizza. We can figure out a bar after the fact. So, but that was kind of like how it started. So the thin crust is getting so much attention right now. How did you, how did you make that happen? I and mean, what is different about your pizza? Um, well, it's thin. It's really mm -hmm. thin. Um, we went and saw the pizza at Pat's. I love Pat's. Yeah. Pat's the cracker oh, pizza, yeah. right on Lincoln. Great and pizza, fantastic. That's what like, I was wondering about that because yours looks as thin as theirs. Yeah, yeah we I love think it's Pat's. As thin as theirs. Um, and then we sort of saw like kind of what they do, and then we just started. It's like the same thing. It's like you look something up online, figure it out, and then tweak it to be your own and like what you 
want it, how you want it to perform. So uh, we did that here and like took us like a week or so to kind of get it. Yeah, it wasn't very long. I think maybe we hit our stride at that point on like being able to like make a dough we want and then try to like get it really how we want it. And then, so yeah, it was pretty fast. Um, but we worked out a lot of kinks since, a lot of kinks, so. Was the Sicilian harder to figure out in the beginning? We had kind of been making it as our family pie. Oh yeah? When we were doing the eat free pizza. So okay. it would be like, we only had like 12 for our guests to show up and take and ha enjoy there. So then we needed to eat because people always want to stop by and eat pizza. So we started doing the Sicilian and then we took a trip to New York and that was like kind of inspiring. What's your favorite New York place? Uh, I like Mama's too, okay. actually, which is on the Upper West Side, uh, I think 103rd Broadway, something like that. Yeah, it's really, really good. Um, I think a lot of people will like say like Scars or... Scars is great. I like Prince's, that's my favorite. Prince, yeah, Prince Street Prince Pizza. Street. Yeah. We had Prince Street, we did all, most of all of them, um, but I, I like Mama's too. Yeah. yeah. So, so when you guys were doing the Sunday thing, the pickup, I mean, were you just like, how did that look? Were you guys just hanging out all day, making pizza and people would stop and come? Or was this come in, sit down, eat with us? What was that vibe like? Um, I mean, it was kind of like, you know, we had the giveaway, so we knew who was coming and that, you know, they made selections on if they wanted toppings or if they wanted chef's choice, which then we would make a special for the night. So it was kind of like prepping for a couple hours before. I mean, it was only like 12 pizzas or so, so it wasn't anything crazy, you know? I mean, at the time it felt like it was crazy. It now felt like, like it was oh, crazy, God. but now it's about like 12, nothing. Like 12 pizzas first, in a standard yeah. oven, that's that's a lot, right? Kind yeah, of. but then we like quickly moved on to making like 40 pans a night, which was a lot <laughs> a lot more prep. Can you do um, two pizzas in a standard oven or is it one pizza, one each time? We, uh, we, we kind of modified the oven by putting our pizza stone on the very bottom, like one, the first rack, and then we built up like what we, considered a pizza box around it. So we- What does that more, mean? Well, if you look at a deck oven like that, it's only uh -huh. what, six inches high or something like that. Wow. So we're like, why are we gonna bake in a home oven, which is, you know, 24 inches high or whatever. So we're like, the heat's coming from the bottom. Let's put our stone down there. And oh. then we'll build on the next rack up, basically completely enclose it. So we started putting like baking sheets and steel on there. Oh, that's and cool. Foiled it off and like sealed it so there was no <laughs> heat escaping. This sounds like the most jerry-rigged thing you'd oh, ever see. Yeah. yeah. And the thermostat was up on top. So it could never reach temp. So it just oh. constantly would go. Okay, so you're kind of hacking the oven. Yeah. Yeah, the door fell off. <laughs> yeah. um, and the light bulb exploded on there. Which I've never seen a light bulb explode. So I don't know. You're, you're um, watching when it happened? Yeah, it, it right it collapsed. Yeah. It expanded. Yeah. Oh and it exploded like right when we were about to serve pizza. So, <laughs> um, so it is possible to make great pizza out of your standard oven. Yeah, you, if you don't mind you breaking the, the oven. Warranty, but, <laughs> um, yeah, it works. Um, yeah. And then I don't know. That's how we got it. I, I don't even think our current oven gets as hot as we got it in that oven. It'd be like seven hundred degrees. What do you get this to? What does this heat at? It says six fifty. Five fifty. to about five seventy-five thousand. Yeah. Okay. And the new one will that get hotter? Hopefully. Yeah. 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 What about Neapolitan style or anything like that? Did you guys consider that? We started making that first. Yeah. And it's just hard to practice because you don't always have access to the ovens for that. Yeah. So you need that higher temp, right? Yeah, yeah. you do. And, and like, also there's a lot more that influences the dough too, like temperature, humidity, and yeah. so it's, it's a little bit harder to We get were trying to do a, you know, a naturally leavened Neapolitan style, which we can do. We did it actually recently, not to, uh, just for like for fun. Um, it's a scary element to it, I guess, where it might not work out and you could lose an entire day, but 
You kind of really need a controlled environment yeah, to make but it. Yeah, okay. but we'll do it one day, I think. Yeah. Cause I only see it with the particular ovens everywhere. And that, yeah, that's what I was curious that. about. But you need that for sure. And then you said the leaven, you said you wanted to do it naturally leavened. Yeah. So what's the opposite? I know nothing. It's I do like not cook. It's like a sourdough pizza. Basically. Okay. So it's just a, you know, not commercially yeast. a natural yeast, starter. A natural starter okay. and all that stuff. Which we, we have one here currently that I'm gonna, I think we're gonna try to do the, the pan with that. I learned what starter was, right? You learned it during? During COVID, but yeah. I, le I learned it at the end or the middle of December and I learned that it could like you're constantly feeding this thing. My aunt said she's been feeding this starter for years, like decades. We had I one couldn't for, believe it. For e-free pizza, we had one for like probably five years straight. And it was like it's like a, a pet, like Yeah, that's what she said. It was like a pet. It was the weird if we would it go out of town, out, really. we would like give it to Brad and if Brad was going out of town, he'd give it back to us. And so we had to like yeah. take care of it and feed this thing. Yeah. We pass it back and forth. So is it hard to recreate that or why do you have to do that every time? Or how, how does that work? It, it's basically a living thing. So you're uh -huh. feeding it yeast and it's bubbling, you know, it's like it's active. So you have to feed it, you know. Uh -huh. So, um, yeah, we, we kept it going for a while. I think we had it for like six years or something like that, right? Five or six years? What's up? Um, pizza Farts. Oh, pizza that was his name. Yeah. Pizza Farts. Pizza Farts? Yeah. yeah it's smelly and like yeah. You've, do you think you've perfected Sicilian and the no. tavern? No. There's no such. I think there's perfection. always room for improvement yeah, in anything yeah. you do, and especially also, being like perfection. Everything changes every day, like the yeah. humidity and humidity. you know temperature, everything. So. How do you choose the ingredients? I noticed. So you have this big bag of dough over here, right here, and we bought some dough the other night. And I know this is much more than all the other stuff on the shelf. And we were like, should we get it? Does it matter? Like dough is dough. This is what we bought. This is what you guys are using. So this is definitely what we're using moving forward. It's a good, it's a good flour for sure. How about the other ingredients? How do you, how do you make those decisions? It's what you can get your hands on. It's, we take, we did a lot of like, I'm looking at our tomatoes right now. Um, that's a very popular pizzeria tomato, but we did a lot of lime taste tests um, just because it's kind of fun to do anyways. But we'd buy like, you know, 10 different ones and then sit there and go, which one, you know, whittle it down and then settle on that one. That's interesting because I, I also have heard that unless you're using Italian ingredients, like you can't make good pizza. Mm. And obviously that's a myth. I think all that's been proven wrong, right? I mean, I agree because I've heard all that. We were at this place, uh, they, were, they were serving really good pizza. And they were like, we're Italian. That's why it's good. You have to be from Italy. Italy. The guy in the back was from Italy, was very proud of that. I was yeah. like, that's a little, I don't know. Yeah. Well, he's Italian. Uh, someone, <laughs> someone, I saw this in an interview once and someone said like, when someone's bragging about their, their pizzaiolo from Italy in America, then he wasn't very good in Italy because why did he leave? <laughs> it's a very coveted job. So I don't know. I'll let you get back to it. Thank no, you. That's fine. It's just, yeah. I was going to say like, I think you can get regional ingredients that are just as fresh. I think so too, right? Yeah. I mean, if you're gonna wait to get something shipped from across the world, like how, yeah. be how fresh could it be? Yeah. yeah. Can you share the next R and D project that you have as far as style of pizza goes? Mm, the next one. Looking at this, Brad. What are we gonna do next? Deep dish Detroit style. I, I actually. Brad, come it, say hi. It might be. Yeah, Brad. Come yeah, I think with our new place, <laughs> we're gonna try to tackle Chicago deep dish. Uh, deep dish? Yeah. What's your favorite deep dish right now? I don't know. I, that's one that's like, it's where you where you grew up or what you first tried. I agree with you. Mine's Giordano's and that's the reason. Yeah. He doesn't have it, so he's creating one, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mine's probably Dewey's, not even Uno's. It's actual Dewey's. You okay. have to go Dewey's, you have to sit in the booth and get, like, I'll wait for the booth at Dewey's. There's three booths, I think that's all they have. And, and uh, that's it's just the experience. But the pizza itself is just a bomb and it hurts to eat. So. 
But uh, yeah, I think we're gonna try that next, just because the place that we that we just got that's their two that they already serve. Okay. So we're gonna go in and kind of revamp those two and learn uh, from the, the owner before she steps out. That's nice. So you guys have a new location. We do. Yeah. That, was that off the record? Did, uh, did he just let it go? Probably off the record for now. <laughs> we'll, we'll go off the record for now. It's not that off the record, but we haven't like made an announcement or anything about it yet. Can you can you tell us where it's gonna be loosely? It's gonna be in Westmont. In Westmont. Okay, yeah, so, so you're going suburb, to the suburbs. Suburban location, yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, it was, random. it's so random. It's, uh, it was a turnkey pizza place. It's a, it's that, a Korean connection type of thing. Yeah. <laughs> Ed, uh, yeah. Ed, our partner, and myself grew up in Westmont. Okay. So when this place came up for sale, this is one of like the classic pizzerias in Westmont, like the hometown ones. There's two that kind of battle it out. That's awesome. One of them. Yeah, cool. That's so how fortunate for you guys you can take over that location. Everyone knows that. Yeah. Hopefully you can even keep their phone number. <laughs> we are keeping the phone number. 100%. Yeah, yeah you have to. Oh 963-1960. Still have a number. There you go. Cool. Wow, you've been going there your whole life then? Yeah, since like junior high. Uh, that's oh been, like, my God. Pizzeria, so. And that was a deep dish place? They do, they do, they do both. Deep dish and tavern, yeah. They do okay. deep dish pan and tavern, right? Mm -hmm. They have three. Or stuff? They do stuff. Yeah. Deep stuff. Dish, yeah. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know if we'll keep all three, but we'll definitely learn from her and, and try to see what we can make. They have a folds she, oven too, which is like- What's that? A folds oven, which is like this big- Is that the brand? Yeah. Uh-huh. They're like, they don't exist anymore. You have they to, like rotate. You have like, to like inherit like I've a, seen those. Yeah. The ones that go like this? You have to like crawl Yeah, those are really it cool. clean it out. It's, it's got that crazy. white like enamel on the outside. It looks like a train car. They're really. I bet she was so excited to pass this on to you guys. Oh, so it was she for sale was. for. I think she was excited to retire. Yeah. <laughs> She's been there for fifty years. So, yeah. Yeah, but I guess um, it was for sale for did I say like five years? Yeah. But she won't sell because everyone wants to tear down the building and do like condo oh. or something. Just yeah. On the main street. Yeah. yeah. She wants it to be a pizzeria. Um, yeah, so we'll so she cares. Step in and keep it a pizzeria, yeah. That's awesome. So is that negotiated and done? Yeah, it's done. Mm -hmm. Exciting. So well, when do you have split the time between here and there? Then? That's Great what question. we're trying to figure out right There's now. Three of us, so it's, yeah, yeah, we're able to. Yuna's open. She's available. Yeah. We're gonna have to. We'll have to <laughs> split up. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, we'll split our time. Mm -hmm. well, that's exciting. When's the opening date? No idea. Like literally, we signed the deal like two weeks ago, yeah. so it's so all very fresh. new. Took a yeah. few months to make it happen. But yeah, Needs some cosmetic fun. changes, and so there's a little bit that needs to go into it, and then mm -hmm. probably I would say like spring, late spring, maybe. Okay, okay yeah. nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but the bones are all there. All the equipment's good. She has the same Hobart. This is actually her sheeter. Ours oh, just broke. No way. Exact same one, and we just ran over there and took it out of there. And that's old looking too. That's right? from the '60s. Yeah. yeah. So wow. will that be eat free pizza or that be for chicken fried? It's, it's fried got chicken its own ice cream. name. It's its own. Its own its thing. Own entity. Own entity. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's cool. Just so it's completely only. separated off. Mm -hmm. pizza only. Same partnership. Same partner with Ed. Ed, Ed okay, and, nice. Yeah. Okay. I, oh, I can't wait to hear what it's called. I bet you already know too. Yeah. Yeah. Do. Can you say it? Come on. We could say it off the record. Yeah. Okay. Just okay. Off record, no problem. Uncle Pizza. Yeah. So it's currently Kim's Uncle Pizza. Kim's Uncle Pizza. So right now it's currently called Uncle Pete's. Okay. So we wanted oh. to kind of keep it a little bit, so we're calling it Kim's Uncle Pizza because we bought it off of Kim. There's, <laughs> yeah, there's like four Uncle Pete's. All, they all used to be the same group, and then they used to, he sold them off one at a time like okay. years ago. And so we just don't want to be affiliated with those other ones where they look up Uncle Pete's and think that's the same pizza. Yeah. So we had to separate ourselves somehow. So Uncle Pete's was the original, that's the location, that's what it is? Got it, got it. And this is the only one that's left, or are there more of them? There's still like three more in the yeah. suburbs, western suburbs, so we don't wow. want to be affiliated. You don't want to be affiliated. That. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Different. And then 
You guys are going to splash out there. Yeah. There's nothing like this. No. Nothing like this. Ever. No. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so we're excited to bring it out there. That's really cool. Congratulations. Yeah. Thanks. I think that's a cool way to end. We've got a lot of questions. You guys have, yeah. you have any other questions? I think we covered oh, like a lot of pizza. one question. Huh? You guys want pizza? Of course we want pizza. Oh, yeah. You, you yeah. probably want to get the pizza making, Since, right? I mean, it is kind of like a micro food hall here. And, but you're the pizza person is in charge of the so like can you break down what goes the most I mean when you sell pizza do you always try to incorporate fried chicken in yeah I mean a lot of our sales are pizza and chicken um and ice cream you know has gone down a little bit since the summer but ice cream it's I mean, was a huge seller in the yeah, summer we I had a hard time keeping the ice cream in stock when we first opened I was buying like probably five times the amount that I'm buying now and it was always like off the shelves off the shelves. Um, but yeah, it's a little bit of everything. I think pizza is just quantity-wise probably the most, but um, I think it's also just the easiest too for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it all it all does really well. Yeah, there's a handful of orders a night that are just chicken, but I think it's mostly pizza and chicken go. Yeah. They go together really yeah. well. Yeah. Especially Sundays. The pizza and wings combo is like oh the big the big seller on Sundays. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Thanks so much for doing yeah. this. This was so much fun. For sure. Great. Come in the morning and there'll just be a whole bunch of tickets out and then they'll all be like I'll line them up here mm -hmm. and so basically for like the first couple hours of the evening we're already set you can't even get a pizza until like eight o'clock at night but if you get it on a Wednesday and Thursday you can pretty much get it whenever you like so like right now we only have yeah we have like uh, yeah six just yeah six orders not bad I noticed you guys have those yeah, so like we've always done select pizzas, like we're like we design like here's four pizzas, you pick one of those four type of thing. When we were eat free and then when we did Sicilian, it was the same way. For tavern, we just thought this is more fun, just let people pick exactly what they want. Yeah. I like it that way for tavern style. For tavern. I know what I want with the tavern style pizza. I know the toppings. I just expect you to make the pizza, right? Exactly. For Sicilian or something else, I have no clue. It's awesome to get the options that people create. For sure. And we had to pre-bake the Sicilian, so we couldn't let people choose that way. So those are pre-made in the morning. So we would bake, you know, like 60 pizzas in the morning and that's it. So it'd be like 20, 20, 20, 20 cheese, 20. Yeah. So it'd be right here. It's just a rack full of pizzas that are pre-made. And then you people will order two slices and you take two slices off, fill them in the oven, reheat. Yeah. And that's it. In there for well, the ovens are really hot now, so we haven't used them, so it's like seven minutes. But later in the night, because they've been closed and unused all day, and just heating up. But it'll go, uh, it'll go for like eight or nine minutes later in the night. Spin just to kind of rotate because there's hot spots. So does Ed ever come in? Every Ed now? comes in every day, yeah, at some point, just to see what's up and talk to us and stuff like that. But they're so close. Yeah, he lives literally, he's just like four doors down, that's his house. Right above uh, Lumpen Radio and his gallery, he lives above that. Okay, so that's all there. Yeah. Interesting. And then the brewery is just at the end of the street. Yeah. At 35th, pretty much, so 
Yeah, this is his neighborhood for sure. Well, I have to start with the radio, isn't it? It's just, I don't know. They have, um, they do have music. They have talk shows and stuff as well. Um, I, sadly, I haven't listened to enough of it. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I know he has a show with Bobby Khan that I really liked listening to a few times. I listened to that. That was great. But yeah, I think it's just kind of like an indie station, station. Yeah. Cool. I feel like it's kind of like a college station. All these things. I know. He's so creative. Use, sorry. When do you use the wood and when do you use the metal? Metal's for once it's in the oven, it goes metal from there. The wood is just to build on and then slide off. And then this will not be able to get back under there. It just doesn't have sharp enough edges to get underneath. So I've had pre-made pizza though from like Italy, Whole Foods. They come so wet. What do you have to do to not like stick? I mean, just flour a ton. So you, flour, you could use flour though absorbs back into the dough, and you're going to yeah. get those cakey kind of bottoms. Yeah. That's not great. No one likes that. Uh, cornmeal is another option. We use actually breadcrumbs because breadcrumbs are they're perfect and they super fine. Super fine breadcrumbs, and then you don't mind the flavor of them. It's not going to mess with the flavor, you know. So we choose breadcrumbs. Most people just use flour. But when you get, I mean, I saw him make the dough. It's already dry. Yeah. Yeah, but when I buy the dough at the store, it's so wet. So you'll still need, you'll still need something on the deck for sure on the board to get it to slide off. And the longer it's on here, the more it's going to stick. And you can still use breadcrumbs even when it's wet like that. Okay. Yeah. So I know you just like rolled it out, or it was already rolled out. But like typically when it's like in a bowl like that and when it's wet do you set it out for a while or do you work on rolling it out immediately so when it's in a ball we ball ours and then they sit in a in the ball overnight and then it comes out it's cold and then i'll i'll throw it through the roller tons of flour goes on for that okay. while your ball while you're rolling you use a lot of flour mm -hmm. okay wow. but before it goes into the oven we don't want to add any more. We don't add any flour anymore. But if you're making a different kind of pizza, like a hand tossed or like a Neapolitan stuff, you're going to use flour for sure. You have to. We use back when we were doing our original pizza, which is kind of like a uh, kind of like a New York style. We didn't use flour. We use like a we we'll use flour. It was a semolina uh, blend that we came up with. So it was kind of like a little cornmeal and a little semolina mix and okay. semolina. Semolina is um, it's a flour that is... How would you describe semolina flour compared to regular flour? Uh, I think it just comes from a different part. I think it's like... Uh, I don't even know. I think it's... I know. Like I don't know what semolina. It's a little more granular, I feel like. A little more like cornmeal. Okay. Yeah, it's yellower. Yeah, it's yellow in color. It doesn't seem to absorb back into the dough as much as if you just use like a bread flour on the deck like this. Um, that's the only time we use semolina. Oh. It's just to get it to get it off the peel. So I saw oh. Girl Scout cookie boxes. Do you guys sell those now? Here, <laughs> no, grab some if you want. They came in this morning. Oh. Um, so when he's done, he's gonna take it out. And he's gonna put it on. This is our drying area, our resting area, and it'll rest there for a while so it doesn't steam. Yeah. How long do you leave it on that rack? Just a minute or two. Okay. Yeah. Oh. And it just cools a little bit, and it just kind of solidifies the crispiness and keeps it from steaming. I bring that up all the time. When you make pizza at home, people often like, it's kind of a counter for that something. Like, no, like, let that rest for a second. Let that steam get out there. Ruins the pizza. Totally. Yeah. It ruins it so yeah. quick. Everybody has different right. times. Somebody said, 
Emmett told you that it's like three minutes. What is that? Oh, it's sitting on here? Yeah, you put it there for three. Okay. Because it's deep dish though, right? Yeah, maybe that's the reason. Yeah, the deeper is a lot of moisture. There you go. Moisture is hard to hard to work with, right? Because sometimes yeah. you get a pizza, and it's so like there's nothing worse than getting delivered we, pizza, and you can't even get it off. The we roast ingredients like this that are gonna have moisture. We roast them already so that they're not going on with all that wet. wet yeah. Yeah. That's moisture is your biggest enemy, so we're constantly doing everything to dry all the ingredients out as much as you can to so, keep it dry. Uh, since you guys live so close to what is a place pizza friendly pizza, yeah. you guys have tried their pizza. We have. We actually did a pizza trade with them um, nice. not too long ago. Un unfortunately, they didn't get our, our Sicilian. It was when we started doing the tavern, so we gave them a couple taverns for their Sicilian. Where are um, people ordering more now? The Sicilian or the tavern? The tavern, you could just. It's a problem. It's all the they same, have right? right now. No, we do hire numbers of this. Do we? Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah, but that's misleading because we didn't have deliveries at the time or anything. Like yeah, that. we didn't have delivery. Do not have enough time to really know. And you've been getting a lot of press for the tavern. It's hard to say, I guess. Um, but I think we do more numbers in the tavern. Okay. Higher also, sales? The that we're able to produce, so we do more. What's the difference between uh, Sicilian and focaccia? That's it. They're not that tell them what's the difference yet. Sicilian is like a focaccia for the most part. So, Noah Sandoval, he makes the, their Sicilian style pizza, um, and he I forget, he uh, posted uh, just an Instagram story. It was a hot minute, and he took it down right after that, revealing like his way of doing it. It was just so interesting. So he called his pizza sourdough Sicilian, and he just like, he has like a ruler that measures his, you know, how much it's risen. I thought that was interesting. Noah. Oh, no, it's simple. Yeah, definitely completely totally different techniques from the way we make ours too. It, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. My biggest complaint about current people that they, this is not burnt. Are they? People see that and say, oh, your pizza looks burnt. That, to, that is not burnt. That no. Is, also, if you see under our pizza, they think when they see that, that it's going to be like that at the bottom. Yeah. Oh, I want that a little I know. bit. We do. I mean, yeah, we, we that's like... That's the perfect amount, I think. We like to the well point where done. we put a disclaimer on our website says our pizza just comes well done and that that's it. That's yeah. it. Yeah, this is our pizza. This is the way we're making it. The way we're making it, yeah. You deal with it. Yeah. I, I don't know when I was introduced to that. They're like, how do you want the pizza? Like, well done. I'm like, what? How, like, the best way. Whatever. Right. I don't, like you. I, I'm not going to tell you. Also, like, our pizza is so thin to cook the ingredients. It's going to be well done. Yeah. Have you ever done a complaint other than that when you were selling Sicilian? Uh, no. That's no, good. that's just uh, thank you. The burn is the only thing that we've had a complaint about, I think, from the people that didn't try it. Yeah. Yeah, it's been people like it's fussy people, people see photos been, online. They we always tell people so we're like, just yeah. try it. So if you I don't like it, we'll give you a refund. Yeah. We've it never gotten a call back. Like,